Okay, so welcome to today's teen tidbit. Um, this is Evan Center, and today I'm talking about communication within families. So I've been hearing a lot lately about activities, shuffling kids, fears about last-minute rushes to help out with a big project. Like right now in the school year, there's not a lot of big projects, but I think people are starting to be aware that they may be on on the horizon and wanting to not have it be as much of a scramble as it can be. Um, I've heard some concerns about last-minute requests for cur curfew extensions. Um, so those sorts of things are coming up with a bunch of families. And I just wanted to talk for a minute about um, one solution um, to that. If you, if you have ever talked to me in person about family and activities and um, and you know that I am a huge proponent of organized activities after school. Um, I, I really believe that it's a huge conflict reducer in general because you do not have to be um, the person who is creating the structure for your kid. Um, but whether you have one child or three children or whether you're a single parent or have a some sort of combination of whether you're married or remarried or they're blended families, getting everyone everywhere they need to be and getting all of those household chores done and homework done can feel like a complicated trapeze act of throws and catches and near misses. So though I definitely recommend organized activities, I recognize that it can also feel really overwhelming and chaotic at times. Um, so keep the organized activities too much time. Generally, in, in most cases or in many cases with teenagers, creates opportunities for procrastination and getting into trouble. So we've got to then create <clears throat> some sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, antidote to the planning problem. Um, now, the antidote that I'm going to recommend today also happens to address your child's seeming inability to plan or think ahead and cultiv cultivates that skill, that planning skill, through this practice. And it also offers the opportunity to improve communication within the family, and not just around the mundane, but also around conflict, misunderstanding, and other sticky issues. So my, my antidote to this chaos is family meetings. So family meetings are important to create regular, predictable time to plan and time to think ahead and time to look back and repair. So in, in just a few steps, we're going to talk about how to do that um, and and then I'll open up the call for the, um, the parent support part where you can ask questions um, and get feedback or just make comments either related to this or not related to this. So one, create a time that works for everybody and that you can do consistently. So often family meetings um, can happen on Sunday evenings and that will usually work for families. I do recommend a weekly time a time that happens um, each week, same time, really predictable, really consistent. That eliminates some of the conflict that can happen around, oh, no, we don't want to do it. We want to do something else. Well, we, we always do this. We always do this at this time. So um, 
to sit down. Um, two, make the meeting time limited so that nobody feels like they're being tortured endlessly. Um, this can be the sort of thing where you limit the, the meeting to 15 minutes or 30 minutes. If that's all the family can stomach in the beginning and then later on they discover that they want more time and more um, conversation, then it, you can let it extend. But in the beginning, if that's all people can tolerate where you just 15 minutes, let's hammer out, make sure we know where everybody's going, which days this week, what big assignments are coming up. Um, what big activities are coming up, if, you know, homecomings coming up and you want an extended curfew, let's talk about it now instead of the night of at 10 p.m. when you should be home. Um, but making it time limited, at least in the beginning, so that people don't feel overwhelmed. Three, create some sort of landing place, a piece of paper or whiteboard, where anyone can add items to the agenda. So this is a way of empowering your kids to have feel like they have a say. You know, they can add things to agenda. Like, I don't like how it went with mom last weekend when we had to get our chores done. Um, and I want to talk about that at the family meeting. Great. Everybody has a say. Um, that may not mean that mom says no chores ever again, but um, anybody can say what they want to be dis discussed. Four, let other... Let, let the various family members lead different meetings, different weeks. So this, again, fosters leadership within your family, fosters um, some of those executive functioning skills of being able to plan and think ahead and execute. Five, create a family calendar. So this isn't actually fully really related to a family meeting, but it can be something that gets brought out during a family meeting where everything gets put on it. If you don't already have one, create one. And it can be a shared Google calendar. It doesn't have to be a paper calendar that sits in the kitchen and is inaccessible when you're driving between soccer and cello lessons. So creating something that every everybody has access to would be helpful. And then lastly, use the skills that you've gotten from previous podcasts to make this meeting really productive. And the essential skill is going to be as a parent, bringing a calm, non-judgmental, curious stance to the meeting. So you are not trying to control, you're not trying to um, have it your way, you're not trying to um, come down hard on anybody during the meeting. The meeting is, what do we have coming up, how do we make it work? Really neutral and curious. And so remember, all of this, the family meeting, is one, to make your life more predictable and less crazy. Two, to foster executive thinking and planning skills in your children. Three, to increase and improve communication within your family. And just as a final thought, even if you can't get the kids in on all of the meetings all of the time, it's important for you and your co-parent to be checking in regularly so that you can be a unified front with your kids so that you can express concerns in a safe place, particularly having those meetings without kids at times can be really important. So being able to feel heard as each parent expresses their point of view on things that have happened over the previous week and how things are going to happen over the next week, all of that can be helpful. So um, family meetings, there, there you go. Um, I feel like I spoke really quickly today, so hopefully you got all of that and it wasn't too fast. 
And if you have questions, I'll be posting this on um, on the blog of the website, and you can post questions, comments below. Thanks again, and this is Evan Center, uh, up for another teen tidbit.